The party's on down. Gonna fill up pop culture holes with things we missed the first time around. Starting with some oomph. Passing some meatballs. What's going on here? Is this what happens if you've lived in uh, chew and swallow for too long? You just get like apocalyptic bowel obstructions because you. Oh, I'm sure. Garbage hey, gonna, all the time. Yeah. We're gonna talk about Clay with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, this is something you recommended last week because I had some ideas for some stuff that I could choose for my next episode. But none of them seemed kind of. I wanted something fun, but all the stuff I wanted to watch was all just kind of like either really long or really dour. And this mm-hmm. is a movie I did want to see because you pointed out that um, the Han Solo uh, movie trailers just came out just recently. And famously, this was supposed to be the next movie by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the guys who directed the Lego movie. And mm-hmm. I had seen all their movies except for, you know, what? did they do the second 21 Jump Street movie? I don't think so. If they did do that, I didn't see that. I saw the first 21 Jump Street movie, but I saw Lego Movie. Well, I guess they haven't directed too many movies, um, because they've only done Lego Movie, 21 Jump Street, maybe 22 Jump Street, and this. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And for no other reason, just it's just like, it looked kind of cool. I've seen bits of it in passing on cable. Um, mm-hmm. I had seen the Jello. Uh, mold scene before. Oh, that was mm. cute. But so all those things I figured, you know, the rainy day I'd get around to it, and just this just happened to be the rainy day. Um, yeah, this watching this movie is good enough. It's still. <laughs> <laughs> I was already kind of lukewarm about the Han Solo movie as it is, and, mm-hmm. and the more and more I go back and rewatch Chris Lord and Phil Miller stuff, or vice versa, I can't remember exactly whose first name. Phil goes Lord, up. Chris. Phil Miller. Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, the more I'm just like, oh man, you know, Ron Howard's okay, but the, he is he does de- definitely does not have the comic or even heartwarming chops that Phil Lord mm-hmm. and Chris Miller have. Because that's the thing that kind of sets their work aside, is that they're very funny, but there's also a nice, you know, bit of, you know, heartwarming stuff in their in their stuff. And that's, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs has that too, and it's good, and it's funny, and then there are stupid jokes, and it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the characters all don't look like they're just trying to be Pixar characters. They kind of look like their own style. When you happen across Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs on cable, you'll instantly recognize it because the characters look like they're from a Cloudy from a Chance of Meatballs and not like some other shitty CGI kids movie knockoff or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, what's your history with this movie? I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, you're the one who recommended it. You really want to bash for think- this. Yeah, I, I can't remember why the first time I watched it. It was either because my niece was watching it, or I say, I seem to recall Bobby Roberts saying that it's not a good kids comedy, it's just a straight-up good comedy. Oh, okay, yeah. And that got me interested enough in it that I watched it, and fuck yeah, this is as close to... I just, it might sound a little pedantic, but it's I think it's about as close as you're going to get to a modern-day Looney Tunes. Kind of. It's got that kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, but at yeah, least in the slapstick snappy. department. Well, they have, the, have you ever seen Clone High? No, that's the one 
gap I really have of theirs. Which, actually, we could do that for projects. Well, maybe not you with having a baby, <laughs> but uh, we could have done that for a project before you had a baby. Because uh, mm. I think there's only like 10 episodes of that cartoon, and it's only, you know, 20 minutes long per episode. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, uh, Clone High, that's the first uh, Chris Lord and Phil, Phil Miller thing I ever saw. Phil Lord and Chris Miller thing I ever saw. Uh, oh my god, they were like almost exactly my age too. That's oh man, I could be those guys right now. I could have been. <laughs> you could be both of them. I practically am both of them. Uh, but what was this? Oh yeah, no, uh, Clone High. Yeah, I got introduced to yeah Clone High way back in in the day when I went to go visit up a friend who was uh going to school at an animation art college in. Canada and everyone was like at that uh animation school Sheridan I think it was called everyone was like oh my god have you seen Clone High I was like what the fuck is Clone High I don't know if those guys are Canadian no they're from Florida and Washington but for some reason <laughs> all these kids in Canada at this animation school were just like freaking out about how kind of a Looney Tunes kind of cartoon uh Clone High was and it kind of actually in retrospect too I kind of see how some of the character design of that cartoon was also kind of like looks a little bit like Cloudy Chance with the meatballs but Clone High was a cartoon about um, a bunch of kids at this high school who are clones of uh, like famous historical figures like the, mm-hmm. the lead characters are Abraham Lincoln and Joan of Arc and and it's all very it's oh my god there's some, I, it's this one of those things where it's so funny I want to repeat some dial some some shit for that show but of course without context it's not gonna be funny but and, yeah. and I mean, but, I'm gonna watch it at some point even if it's not for yeah and it's weird too because like despite the uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller blowing up no one's still really have heard of it I guess it aired on HBO or not on HBO on MTV like for like five minutes like 15 years mm. ago but yeah that's it's no one's like really like republished it or, or put it out there or anything like that but it's fucking hilarious and well the the they're miller uh, uh lord miller the, yeah lord and miller they're if you know them you're fans of them but if you if you're not in the know of them i don't feel like the general movie going public or television public yeah. knows of them per se they, they've put out a lot of stuff that a lot of people like but i don't think a lot of people realize that like if you were to tell them like the same guys who did classic with a chance of meat- meatballs also did the lego movie also did last man on earth you'd be like what the mm-hmm. fuck kind of because they do have kind of i mean it's not crazy to think that the guys who did cloudy with the chance of meatballs also did the lego movie because those are both really you know two really funny uh, CGI kids movies with a very similar vibe, but yeah, but when <laughs> when you say, oh, they also did the reboot of Twenty One Jump Street, it's like what? And also they yeah. got a Star Wars that got kicked <laughs> they, off of. But they did they did the Lego Movie for kids and a movie where a guy gets his dick shot off. Does that have which way? Which movie was that? I'm assuming Twenty One <laughs> Jump Street. Yeah, no, it was Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs. You don't remember that scene? <laughs> I don't know. It could have been deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 at the very end, the drug peddling teacher gets his dick shot off. I'm a bit surprised. Um, man, doesn't is it does, doesn't she, is it Johnny Depp who gets his dick shot off in Twenty One Jump Street? No, no, he's he just gets killed. Yeah, he gets flat off. <laughs> Spoilers: Twenty One Jump Street. They're fucking whack as ass. Yeah. Uh, 20, 21 Jump Street being the movie that kind of made me realize that Channing Tatum could actually be entertaining, and he wasn't just a giant dumb, <laughs> giant dumb talking thumb. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Cloudy the Chassis Meatballs, I guess this is their first movie. 
Um, this is their big leap to the big screen, which, you know, makes sense because they, they came up through stuff like, uh, uh with, uh, Clone High and things like that. And yeah, it shows how well received this movie was that I guess this must have impro- impressed the people who were producing the Lego movie enough to say, Hey, we should get go- those guys to do the Lego movie. And <laughs> those guys did the impossible and made a movie about Lego actually really, really good. And one of the best kids films ever. Um, yeah. I still keep on running across the Lego movie sometimes on cable, and I'll just, like, just catch it, like, you know, be flipping through the channels, and I'll be like, oh, it's a Lego movie, and I'll just, like, watch half of it in, in, in one go, and that is still a great goddamn movie. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about these guys, because I guess their careers are over now, that they got kicked off Star <laughs> Wars, now they're just, they're, they've been shot and murdered, and they'll never make anything else again. Never, um, ever. But, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. It's, it sucks that that Han Solo movie is going to... It's it's going to have to be unequivocally worse without those guys behind the the, the helm. But I'm glad mm-hmm. maybe they're let go so they, instead of being chained to Star Wars bullshit, they can go back and do, like, some actual passion project, not some kind of, like, fucking Disney bullshit. But anyway, anyway, how should we start this? Uh, I, uh filmed by a lot of people. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it actually says a film by a lot of people. Usually, the first thing you see is like produced by or directed by. But no, it's a film by a lot of people. I mean that. I mean that's a great. That actually that's a good start for Lord Miller's whole like cinematic ouvroir. However you Mm -hmm. pronounce that word or over over. That the first thing the first credit in any one of the movies is saying a film by a lot of people. It's it's got heart. It's it's very sympathetic to many people. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's all very very bright, super colorful uh, opening credits. I've only seen this movie once, five minutes before we start recording, and it's already kind of fading a little bit just because. um, Because you're Bill Mudrum. I'm Bill Mudrum. My memory don't go so fast. (laughs) All I remember Mm -hmm. is meatballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a sandwich on the Eiffel Tower I can't mm-hmm. remember how any of it begins I remember they kill the mom at the start she gets crushed by a subway truck mm-hmm. delivering subway not like a not like a subway car um, that like erupts from a subway but like uh-huh. Jared into a truck. yeah Jared is broken out of jail and stolen a subway truck and is run over Flint Lockwood's mom Wait, what what are you talking about cloudy the chance of meatballs have you ever felt like you were a little bit different, Bill? Did you have something I, the world had to offer? Just a little bit. If you were the only, if, if, if only you could show people, then you'd know how it felt to be Flint Lockwood. Yeah, who little baby? He's small he baby. Li- he little little baby Flint Lockwood mm-hmm. in a classroom talking about the untied shoelace epidemic. Oh yeah. Uh, he invented spray-on shoes, which he sprays on himself. Which look cool. Look, I like how yeah. they're like jelly belly, kind of like with little sparkles and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I like that. Yeah. But the the, the local be- bully says, how you get them off, nerd? That is nuts. Is that the baby kid from later? Is that just a random bully that's not like a character? No, that, yeah, that's Brent. It is that's Brent? Brent? Oh, okay. Which, yeah. in retrospect, yeah, I was like, okay, that, that would be a missed opportunity to like squeeze in baby Brent there a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole class points and laugh at him, and, and he wants to be smart, and that's lame. <laughs> this starts off, this is totally, this is, because one of Lord Miller's kind of calling cards is meta 
irony kind of like we're just gonna like lay the joke out on the table and kind of make a joke out of the trope that you're watching Mm -hmm. in this situation that you're watching now there's lots of like later on during the 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 food again there's a part where like people are are threatening to overturn a car and the people are like let's grab this car and rock it back and forth yeah they they pull off that it's very rare that you can pull that off well but they pull it off well where People saying what they're doing is hilarious. And that makes, that's the joke, just because yeah. it's, and well, it's, it's rarely the point of the scene. It's just like, almost like something they add in an ADR. Although this is actually mm-hmm. kind of written in, but like, yes, like huh. in crowd scenes in Phil Lord and Chris Miller movies, there's always someone like, I'm sure in the Han Solo movie, if they hadn't been fired, there would have been a scene where like, somebody says, there's a Millennium Falcon. That's the spaceship that's going to be in Star Wars someday or some kind of weird, <laughs> you know, some kind of dumb, yeah, anyway, but. Uh, anyway. I should say, I should say before we get too deep that uh, if you haven't seen Clyde with a Chance Meatballs, you really should watch it because we're going to ruin some of the jokes. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to ruin it badly too. That's it wouldn't be and so it, bad if we're just going to b- spoil the jokes, but the fact that we're going to murder them. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's, it's not going to be it's, funny. It's only an hour and a half, and it's you know what? Freaking Is it it's, only it's, an hour it's and hilarious. Half? I thought it was. Yeah. It seemed because I was kind of surprised because uh, the movie. I thought the movie was going to end, and I paused it real quick to take a note. And then it turned out it was still like half an hour left, and I was really shocked. Yeah. 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 No, it's only a half an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. But it's totally, totally, totally. I don't think you're legally watching. allowed to make a children's film that's uh, any longer than like 89 minutes. Yes, because the parents will murder you. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Because right around an hour and a half, kids start getting antsy. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to run away that day, but you can't run from your own feet. Uh, he can't get his, he tries it's really funny because like it's delivered so sadly that line it's mm-hmm. kind of like oh, buh, 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 buh. He, at his house he destroys a whole bunch of tools trying to get his shoes off which is showing that the shoes are indestructible Yeah, I didn't realize how the indestructible shoes. they would be and mm-hmm. it, it, it took me a while to even realize he still has them on later yeah. on but yeah his parents try to comfort him through his bedroom doors his dad's like ah well uh not every uh, sardine was meant to swim. And he's like, I told you, I don't understand fishing metaphors. <laughs> and the me. design of his dad is mm-hmm. not funny at all. What are you nope. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks like a Crayola drawing brought to life. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, I like, yeah. I like how he's always got like 50 chins. <laughs> well, it's funny because like the characters in this movie, especially like uh, Flint's dad, they're pr- almost like Muppet designs. Just yeah. how simple they are, but still kind of funny looking and still like getting across personality, even if they're not moving. But yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's his mom and dad are trying to help him out. His dad's just got one big unibrow going across. You can't see his eyes. <laughs> well, I A thought- big old bushy mustache. Fucking, I love that. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, but his mom comes in and tells him she thinks his shoes are pretty neat. And uh, he says that the kids at school made fun of him. And she's like, hey, all these inventors on your wall probably got made fun of too. Yeah, and they Which, have good cartoony versions of all, like, posters of, like, Nicholas Tesla and Edison. Yeah. And he's got, like, the cartoony, the, 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 poster of uh einstein sticking his tongue out and they've mm. already setting up the whole idea that, like the entire inside of his bedroom's like painted and stuff like that with like fake circuitry all over everything and that's yeah. definitely flint lockwood's whole like personal aesthetic is things things can always be improved just by painting circuitry and like weird lines yeah. and stuff on it yeah 
mm-hmm. as giant child uh, children, you and I wouldn't know anything about that. No, not at all. Just like making mm-hmm. stuff dumber with dumb detail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she gives him his birthday present early. It's a real authentic lab coat. It fits perfect. No, it, it's it's too big. But so he runs out to his tree fort uh, slash lab to make something great. He makes a remote control TV, which oh. just makes the TV stand up. Oh, and this kicks into the now. montage of him growing up and like yeah. driving his dad crazy. Yeah. Hair and balder, a flying car that doesn't fly. Yeah. Monkey thought translator. Hungry, 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 hungry. I'm glad that uh, actually turned into a thing throughout the movie and it actually became like a, like a thing at the very end of the movie, too. Because, you know, it's a, it's a cute throwaway gag. But um, Did you look up uh, the who the actors were for this? Yeah. Um, I should look that up again because... Well, no, I, I, we have the... Uh, let's see, I have the Wikipedia entry right here. Why? What's up? Do you know who the played the monkey? Let's see. Now, who did play the monkey? Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> That totally makes sense. He got oh, a big is... start at just had a, a, a monkey that say, says like his... one word phrases. Was this his first step on his comeback? Was playing Steve the monkey? Man, yeah, I was... can't believe this came out in two thousand nine. This thing's almost fucking ten years old. This could have been like the start of the uh, reconnaissance for Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Did... I think he was already doing How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, that that's point? good. Actually, that's a good point because when that ended, that wasn't like season fifteen when that ended. Yeah. Well, maybe this is another step towards his, 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 his hey, I'm not Doogie. Uh, yeah. Regenesis, and I guess, yeah. James Conn is his dad. James Conn, I fucking, it took me, that's the thing that actually drove me to IMDb really quick before, like, I got too far into the movie, because, like, I know that fucking voice. That, especially because mm. he's doing his, you've never seen any of the Godfather movies? I've seen one. Yeah, because he's totally doing his, like, Sonny Corleone, kind of like Italian, hey, what are you doing? Kind of like no-nonsense kind of voice here. Uh, even even more thickly, because he's even older, grumpier dude in this uh, this film. But yeah, Anna Ferris, who I only know is that she got she was married to Star-Lord. Um, Bill Hader, <laughs> I guess, is a guy. Um, yeah. Brent McCann. Yeah, Mr. T. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, that's yeah, the other Bruce, thing I knew about this movie, is Mr. T plays the cop. Bruce I, Campbell is the mayor. Yeah, I recognized this, him this the moment cast, he showed it, up. The but, cast is really ridiculous. It's a good fucking cast. I mean, it, it makes sense that half of these people are Saturday Night Live people, but I kind of wonder how they roped into that many... It's a good fucking cast, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a cute fucking movie. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he makes rat birds. Yeah. Are, <laughs> I thought... Twenty minutes into the movie, I thought maybe they they were going to use the rap birds as the excuse as to why the food's not going bad all over town. But that they actually mm. do create a device for the like, like that does explain that too. But I do like the fact that the rap birds come in later too as a plot device, just yeah. not cleaning up everything. Yeah, Flint's dream was to help his tiny little town that's hidden under the A in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, very cute. Uh, called Swallow Falls. It, the town was famous for its sardines. But but then the bra- baby Brent sardine factory closed down right after everybody in the world realized the sardines are super gross. <laughs> As just that he's saying that the camera pans across to a newspaper headline in the newspaper box that says exactly that. Which again, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller kind of punching punching the button on the joke so hard that 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 in of itself becomes part of the joke. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also, did you have you read ever read the original Cloud of the Chan- Chance of Meatballs book or anything like that? No. 
I remember seeing it as a kid because I guess it came out like 1978, which would have totally if if I if I had gone to a more well-stocked children's library as a kid, I may have actually run across it. But I remember seeing the book cover uh, around. Yeah, same stuff. here. Uh, but looking up the synopsis for the story. And there is barely any story. The story in the original book seems to be just a grandpa says, it's it's like, says to his grandkids, it's like a bedtime story. Hey, what if there was a town where it rains spaghetti? The end. And so they, <laughs> they, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, it sounds like they pretty much had to come up with everything else about this movie from, from the ground up. Other than just like, mm. you know, they had the basic idea of like, well, we need to make a CGI kids movie about how it rains spaghetti at some point. But like every, all the characters, everything, like every, every, everything about this movie, other than the, like the title they had to come up with from scratch was, I was actually kind of surprised, but you know, mm. anyway. Anyway, the town had to start eating all the sardines nobody wanted, poached, fried, boiled, dried, sweets, and juiced. I, I like love the, the juiced, of, yeah. Yeah, the guy squeezing a sardine into his mouth. He's squeezing the guts into his mouth. He's just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I love the town's all gray and overcast. and mm-hmm. yeah, Which actually kind of sets us apart from a lot of other CGI uh, kids movies, too, because... Um, so many CGI kids movies have ripped off the Pixar palettes of, like purples and blues and oranges and stuff like that that kind of sunset palette which actually does come in when the uh the 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 food clouds come in later they pretty much have that palette color palette but um i do like the fact that how kind of cold and dour this movie looks for like the first half half Mm -hmm. hour or so but you know yeah when everything seems shitty he he stared at defeat and found hope and now he's older his lab is big and bright his name flint lockwood He's about to invent a machine that'll turn water into food mm-hmm. with the help of his monkey Steve. Steve. <laughs> Which when did when did Up come out? Because Up has the similar device of. Doug the dog the has the talking yeah. collar, um, which they may have come out the same. I don't. I don't think. I, I doubt either of them. Are Up is two thousand nine. Yeah. So yeah, these movies are take so long to develop, and I'm sure that, like no one. Yeah. It's just they, funny that two movies came out the right aside along each other with the kind of the same like talking animal yeah, gag. Because no, yeah, nobody's ever thought to come up with an animal translator before those two movies. Why is that a thing that's been before? <laughs> Nope, never. Shut up. Never at Nebel Evel. What's your specific example? What are you working at here? What, what are you uh, they at? stole it from The Simpsons and Maggie's translator. Monkey oh, that, translator. that's a baby. That's not a monkey or dog. What Babies is the same are basically idea? animals. Yeah, I know exactly. You would know. <laughs> Consider you're feeding one every day. Yeah. Uh, I don't anyway. feed them. You just squirt them out the other end. You just get rid of the food. Ugh, <laughs> what? Poor babies. Poor babies. Poor baby. I'm glad I'm not a baby no more. So he does science stuff, mm-hmm. making sounds. Buttons. Yeah, I love making his the sounds with his mouth. Yeah, his den is a combination. It's it's essentially just his childhood bedroom, but just bigger. Um, it's it's a giant dome in his backyard that is no longer. It's essentially outgrown the treehouse. Now it's on its own stilts. It's almost like a water mm-hmm. tower, and it's bigger, but it's still just everything's covered in poster paint circuitry and. There's some household computers and things like that, some old, like, discarded uh, uh, circuitry and stuff around, but it's still, everything's very a mystery science theater 3000 quality, yeah. like, got a, a, prop design. A giant, a giant vault door, which is really just painted on a sheet. Yeah, exactly, yeah, which even that the dad is confused by later when he actually makes his way into into the vault, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, he's, he pours water into his machine, he's gonna make a cheeseburger. 
It almost Which, makes it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, what if you could be if you have a machine that turns water into food? What's your first food gonna be? I was like, that's a good fucking test because it's relatively simple. Mm-hmm. But like, if you could pull that off, you could pretty much pull off anything. I was like, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. She's but, he, but he shorts out the circuits and, and everything loses all the power. Yeah. So he does more mouth sounds and leaves a secret lab to replace the fuse in the fuse box. Did you eat anything while watching the show? Watching no, but I sure wanted a hamburger. It is one of those things where, like, exactly, that got me thinking, too. And I was like, mmm, burger, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Don't watch this movie when you're hungry. Yeah. It's Tell totally you, like watching the Great British Bake Off or something like that. If, mm-hmm. if you know you're going to watch this, you should have something, like, on hand. You're going to just drive yourself crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. His dad asks him uh, if he should give up inventing thing and get a real job, since all these inventions tend to end a disaster. Uh, the rat birds, yes, they escaped and bred at an alarming rate, but he took care of that, he says, as a rat bird carries a small child off in the background. <laughs> Again, a little bit dark for a children's movie, but great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Martin Miller scared to kill a kid <laughs> with a rat bird. <sighs> His dad wants him to work at the tackle shop with him, no more inventing. Yeah, it's specifically uh, like Tim's tackle shop. Yeah. And I guess his dad is Tim, because he's, like, with, <laughs> for 20 years, he wears the same t-shirt that just says Tim on it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, an ad. We get an ad for from the mayor letting everybody know, played in, in the press, impeccably by Bruce Campbell. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, he should do more voiceover. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, because, like, again, that's one of the best things about this movie, is that, like, they have a bunch of Saturday Night Live guys who, you know, of course, are going to be funny, but then you also just have funny people who aren't necessarily known for their voice acting, but are great character actors, like mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris and Bruce Campbell, and you fucking even Mr. T, even though you're not going to trick anybody, anyone into not realizing it's Mr. T, but it's still a great character, even though it's just Mr. T in a cop outfit, that's a great, you know, it still makes for a great character, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. He, he lets the, the mayor lets everybody know without consulting anyone he spent all the town's money on something that's under this giant sheet which he'll be unveiling at noon with baby uh, brett himself yeah who is now baby brett is all grown up and is a total asshole picking yeah. up in his dad's store i do like they set up the, like you see baby brett first is like a panel like a weathered old painted the uh, logo on the side of the big uh sardine cannery uh, at the edge of mm-hmm. town on the pier and then yeah the, this is the, like they had their way of leaving it in the idea that this is baby brent was like the figurehead of the whole town for like the last 30 years now he's just older now he's just turned into logan paul just, <laughs> the whole that was Ugh. my only note like all like my notes just referred to him as logan paul because i couldn't even remember the character's name despite the fact that they call him baby was a baby brent the whole movie but like yeah. totally looks like Fucking Logan Paul! Fuck Logan Paul, but he's in this movie. But yeah, mm. even the whole personality type and everything, like no, maybe because, me washed up coasting on bullshit. No, no. To be fair, Baby Brent does have a redemption arc in this movie. I know which <laughs> Logan Paul ain't gonna have in real life. That fucking nope. guy's back alone. <laughs> oh, deservedly so. But no. yeah. So uh, he comes in the store and like knocks over some cans with the uh oh because that's the image. Oh, that's, that's right. On the baby yeah, brand he's is just doing him the whole knocking yeah. over a red wagon full of sardines, which is gross. What is that copper tone? What's what's what are they riffing off there with the baby? With the... Uh, yeah, it's the it's the copper tone ad of the little girl getting her uh, ass bitten by a dog. A dog, yeah, a pretty much. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, pulling yeah. off her diaper. Yeah, yeah. So. uh... Flint tells his dad that he can go to the unveiling. He'll hold down the fort. 
But shockingly, he uses it as just an excuse to do science. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, uh -oh. Elsewhere, oh, the mayor's telling Baby Brent that he wants to be a big man. He wants to be the biggest. Or else he'll just be a tiny mayor in a tiny town full of sardine-sucking knuckleheads. Yeah. It's Bill. It's foreshadowing because he says he wants to be big. I thought the whole joke was that that he has like a Napoleonic complex and that he's just short. I didn't realize it turned in because I was wondering if they were gonna have the whole town get fat. No, mm -hmm. which actually would have been like, even from a technical perspective would have been challenging because you have to remodel eighteen bazillion characters. No, you just have yeah. the mayor get fat and he'll take on that. End. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, that's clever. Mm -hmm. It's also yeah saves them a lot of work and is also yeah. a very good defining uh, character trait for the mayor. Just that he's. Yeah, just so worried about being small, and he turns into a gluttonous monster. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, and while the mayor talks about the covered thing, uh, Flint's trying to sneak towards the electrical towers, but is stopped by the local uh, police shorts wearing short, short, shorts wearing Mister T. <laughs> is that not until later that we see he's wearing shorts and he clenches his butt cheeks together in those shorts when, <laughs> yeah, when that's he senses later. that something is wrong, but yeah. Um, I tried to look up trivia for the making of this movie, and the one bit of trivia I could really find that was worth reporting about was um, originally the idea for this uh, Mr. T cop character was that he was supposed to be a part-time gym teacher at the local high mm. school, and also just a part-time cop. And uh, Lord Miller just eventually realized that was just like a little bit too much information to put into that character. Uh, and so they decided just to make him a full-time cop, but they liked the way he looked in those gym shorts enough. They just kept him kind of like in a half half gym teacher costume, <laughs> but also half cop. But yeah. yeah it, it works perfectly for the character, too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You don't even question it. And he's got big Popeye arms. He's just a great design character, yeah. Yeah. And oh. uh, the, the fact that when he takes off his hat, he has a reverse mohawk. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that, of the three notes I took, that was the other one. <laughs> it's so stupid looking, but it's great, yeah. Uh, yeah. So did, do they, have, so you've seen the sequel, right? Yeah, it's... Did they it's... replace him with Terry Crews for the second yes. one? Oh, okay. Which... The, the sec sequel hmm. is not worth watching. It is a kids movie in the way that you expect a kids movie to exactly be, it's of. it's well that's the thing that's the movie you get if you don't get lord miller to make it it's i'm sure it's passable i'm sure it's okay but it doesn't have that oomph to yeah, it. Yeah, it is exactly, it's yeah. very much something that you if you put on for your kids and walked away from it'd be fine it's not something you'd watch with your kids it's the cloudy chance meatballs you got if ron howard made the goddamn movie yeah exactly yeah yeah probably um, yeah that's what i'm afraid of. that's what fucking haunts all over we're gonna get oh fucking ah anyway but hmm I mean, yeah, I but, love Willow. I love Splash, but don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't hate Ron Howard, but god damn, that guy is just a piece of toast when you want, like, a sizzling steak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, he tells Flint, I love my son so much. <laughs> I get him just coming out and just stating his character's, what his character's about. Just there's, yeah. yeah, there's no smoothness. Just like, I love my son. He's my defining uh, characteristic. He doesn't want Flint to ruin this special day for his son of the unveil. And he's, this, this contact represents you and my eye represents my eye. And he puts his contact in his eye. With I a really great little bit of animation on there. On you, yeah, yeah. Oh, the animators behind this did a freaking great job with all the animation. Yeah, there's um, 
I think it was when the Lego movie came out, there was a great... I, get, I, I don't know if it was created just to help promote the Lego movie, but there was a talk that Lord and Miller were giving somewhere where they're very fussy about their comic timing to the point mm-hmm. where they're very much of the school of, like, just a frame or two can, like, help sell or break a joke. And they're very much of like, yeah, when you hold a character pose very rigid, but they'll let them slam out of frame or move around and do this stuff. Like, they're very much of the, like, yeah, like, that was a big thing with them on the Lego movies. They they didn't just want to direct the movie, but they wanted to be, like, in the editing room and make sure they could edit the jokes, too, so they landed exactly as designed. Because they were used yeah. to, like, you know, they came up they came up through stuff like Clone High where they really could sit down and, and, and adjust things by, like, frame by, on a frame-by-frame frame basis, and they wanted to keep that going with even... Which, I, I don't know how those skills translated to live action, because 21 Jump Street is pretty good, but, you know, the comedy's never going to be as snappy as it can be in animation, but um, mm-hmm. it's just kind of an interesting... I'm, I'm kind of glad that their sense of humor did translate as well as it did to live action, but yeah, they're definitely most at home with, 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 with cartoons, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. the mayor is talking about how he got the you know, best reporter to come and report on this shit, and it turns out to be an intern who is perky and cute enough to be the weather girl, or at least oh yeah, because cute like, enough to go to, yeah, a rinky dink island in the middle of the ocean. It's like the New York her. news station or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with uh, the you know, the weather channel uh, headed by Al Roker, a guy. Oh, is that actually Al Roker? Oh yeah, no, yeah. was in the credits. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh huh. Her yeah, name is Sam her... Sparks, which I think is a great fucking name, which I guess was the name of an intern on Clone High. Mm. That's totally like, that's like fucking Marvel quality alliteration right there. Yeah. It's a, along with a cameraman, her cameraman, <laughs> Manny. <laughs> I love the design of him. He looks like Little Caesar's Pizza Pizza. He looks, he look yeah, or he looks right at home in a uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle short. That's the other thing I was thinking about, because he's totally, like, it's a character not designed to be looked at anywhere from totally in profile from the side, yeah. I'm kind of, it's, he's just a nose with feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, she reports from the island, says things, uh, are, she says things wrong, like, hello, America, hello, Sam, it's me, America, stuff like that. Yeah, she, uh, yeah she's, 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 she's just like, so here's the, yeah. here's the mayor. So Flint is hooking shit up at the electrical tower, and while baby Brent is ripping off his tracksuit to reveal he's just wearing a giant diaper to recreate yeah. his oh-oh. When he was I a baby. just love how fat and flabby he is. He, oh, they, they really sell the idea that he has been coasting for like 30 years off this one fucking thing he did as a baby, and he's just like, oh. He's hairy, his shoulders are hairy. Yeah. And it's well, a like, blonde hair, so you don't really hair, notice it's it. Like, yeah, yeah. Skin is modeled in a weird, like, Donald Trump way, where it's kind of like spotty and kind of like, it looks like human skin. They really went to town on the modeling of his of his <laughs> flesh in a kind of disgusting kind of way. But I mean, he's not so fat. He's definitely not, like, morbidly obese like like the, uh, uh, the mayor turns out to be, but he's just paunchy enough. It's just uncomfortable to look yeah. at. Yeah. They they animate his jiggle very well. Exactly, when he does yeah. like little sharp movements. <laughs> yeah. He uses giant gold scissors to unveil sardine land with rides, doors, the world's largest sardine, and his flaming hoop of glory. Uh, so he, this yes, this is not a model of Sardine World. This is Sardine World. Yes, this is Sardine World. <laughs> cause yeah, cause it seems like the ride that he unveils it may be just just be a temporary. 
like a prop but obviously the like the the world's largest sardine thing is the real thing like mm-hmm. yeah that that you're not going to refine that that just is what it is and yeah but it's yeah. just a tiny little sardine so Mr- and a giant like like yeah like fucking 50 million gallon uh fish tank with a tiny little burning hoop that he's supposed to jump through at the very top yeah uh, Flint's hooking up his uh, his machine to the electrical tower yeah. when Earl, who is uh, aka Mr. T, running towards him, and I love the way they animate his running, where like everything's super sharp, but his head isn't bobbing at all; it's staying in perfect place as he zips wherever he's going. Yeah, it's great. It's it's character through motion. It's fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I get it. Well, that's, that's uh, Lord Miller really good at paying. It. Like they don't just write funny jokes, but like the way the characters move and stuff in in, in their movies, just that 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 accentuates jokes and yeah, it's. Mm. Pizza Chef yeah. remote. Love it. Yeah. But before uh, Earl can get to Flint, the food machine launches him in the air with rainbow smoke billowing out of the back, and he starts flying around, creating disaster everywhere he goes. Yeah. He uh, doesn't destroy anything directly, but he just knocks over a no. lot of stuff and just, like, yeah. Know. Before he loses hold of it, and it launches up into the air, and then he gets tackled by Earl, who says he's under arrest, and thank goodness he only caused minimal damage to Sardine Land. Uh oh! Oh no! What's gonna oh. happen? Oh no! A huge <laughs> it fish begins. tank. It begins. The huge fish tank is falling over, and I, there's a Wilhelm scream. Which yeah, okay, it's a kids' really. movie. It That's, happens. Man, Wilhelm. It's yeah. It really has gotten to the point where, like, even even ten years ago, the Wilhelm scream was getting a little crusty, and now ten years after that, it's just like, oh God, can mm-hmm. we get it? It's a joke. I. I don't mind it in stuff like this. <laughs> it's yeah, but you, it's not yeah. so serious. But if it's a serious movie, like if you hear the Wilhelm cream, screaming like Dunkirk, <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna you, be like, come on. <laughs> I'm sure anyone younger than than and than Ben Burt would be smart enough to like realize just how distracting that is. Like, yeah, if if you're gonna make Schindler's List two, you don't <laughs> when the, when the Jews go in the oven, you don't you don't have the topper on that scene being a Wilhelm scream as the the oven door is closed. But yeah. Everybody's wow. running around in a panic as the giant uh, fish tank rolls around. And Baby Brent's running with his giant golden scissors and announces to nobody, I really shouldn't be running with these! Again, that's one of those things I can totally see them. They're like, okay, this, like, they, they were, like, looking at the movie and just, like, in editing, and they're like, you know, we can ADR. There's just room for a punchline here. Let's, yeah, let's just state what's happening, kind of like, yeah. Uh, the giant fish tank lands open side down on top of Flint. Everybody's yelling at him from outside. His dad looks disappointed in him. It's a great moment where, like, Flint realizes how both, like, psychologically distanced from the town he is and, like, how also he's lucky he's protected from them them by the magic fishbowl because they all start, like, they're obviously about to kick his ass and the only thing keeping uh, them from kicking his ass is this fishbowl that he's stuck in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm impressed with the fact he's just a nose and eyebrow and a mustache. How much emotion they can get out of his dad. Oh, God. That caterpillar wiggle of his eyebrows is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever animated the dad did such a good fucking job. I mean, James Conn did a great job, too, like, with the vocal half, too. But, yeah, exactly. Like, even if you were watching this movie with the sound off, you would totally... Just even from the rigid way the dad walks... But, like, he's still kind of, shoulders are slumped, so he seems kind of defeated by life. So you still mm-hmm. get that idea of, like, he's still a powerful guy, but he's also kind of given up. It's Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, he's definitely, like, from the old 
not necessarily old school, but he's an old soul who isn't ready for change. Exactly, which having a kid like this must have driven him extra bonkers. And there's kind of a little bit of modeling bit where you kind of think about how rough it must have been for both these guys having kind of lived on after the mom died. You really get the feeling that the mom was really the kind of glue that kept the family together with with her gone, and they must have just kind of been... Yeah. living together but like not not necessarily all that close in which they you know like the and i like the fact that they never spell that out in this movie in a movie where half the jokes are just the characters just enunciating what's happening um that it's great that's something that's kind of gotten unspoken in the film which i thought was really nice yeah stick around kids there's more to come my name is flint lockwood and I've always wanted to invent something awesome. Heron Boulder! Ah! Flying car! He wants to be smart, but that's lame! But when my little town fell on hard times, all anyone could afford to eat were sardines. And because sardines are super gross, gross. this was my chance to show everyone what I was made of. Conversion of water into food. Looks like things in Swallow Falls are sardine. No. You know what you are, Flintlock Wood? A shenaniganizer. Why can't you be more like my son, Cal? Sup. Sup? And just when I thought my inventing days were over. I love it! Any way you want. The first time in my life, everybody loves something that I've done. May I please have waffles? Jello! Stay! Hi! Coming right up! Can you look me in the eye and tell me, son, you've got this under control and it's not gonna end up in a disaster? These are big hot dogs. I've got this under control and it's not gonna end in a disaster. Oh! oh. Mamma mia! The machine has a mind of its own! We are about to be in the epicenter of a perfect food storm. No school! Move it, move it! We are running out of time! Flynn! The pizza's chasing us! I've got to stop the machine! The fate of the world depends on me! No big deal. Cloudy, with a chance of meatballs in mouse-watering 3D. Are about to be crushed by a giant corn. <laughs> well, I'll be bumped. We're back. So Flint bonks his head sadly against the, the fishbowl and then it shatters. No, but up and, and he runs away and goes, sits on a ladder under the docks with, where, the uh, mm-hmm, with his, with Steve. Where he, uh, he sees uh, Sam, the reporter girl, come up. She throws her microphone into the sea, and she sits down above him and plunges her feet into his eyeballs. One of the most graphic jokes I've ever seen in a kid's <laughs> character, because like they linger on for a moment. Like it's one of those uh-huh. things again, and it's almost like an editorial joke where like it's bad enough she kicks her heels into his eyeballs, but then it like. F- 
it stays that way for just like enough frames it's extra just horrifying because he doesn't immediately scream it's just mm. enough moment where he just you, like they let it sink in and they let her heels sink in to his eyes yes. it's just like oh my god yeah, yeah well they, they look like giant uh, balloons that something's uh-huh. pushing her heels into <laughs> I'm sure there's a grotesque sound effect there but yeah it's just mm, like great timing yeah and anyway, there's a beat and then he starts screaming which is great yeah yeah, and oh. she's very apologetic about the whole thing. Oops. No. Did you fart? No, I was just... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I just imagine... You actually, you've been holding it in forever, and it just slips out of your butt, like, crawls up your butt crack, up your leg, and, like, escapes through the seam of your pants, and then you're just, like, watching it float away, and you're just like, Oh, no! It got out! No. I'm just sending you the cover image for... for... <laughs> No, what no. I'm gonna have for the this week's podcast. <laughs> Did you screen cap that while watching that? Yeah. That looks like that could be the cover to like a fucking uh fucking indie album or something like that. That is true body horror right there. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that moment where she plunges her her heels into his eyes when I <laughs> when the first time I watched it, I was like it's a couple of things that made me chuckle up to that point. But that, that was the that was I know that, <laughs> that that moment right there was the first time I like guffawed and was like fully on board I for this totally movie. I totally pictured like Lord Miller like they must have had that, such a very specific image for what they wanted this look like and they just drew it on a piece of paper and they must have gone to one of the animators and said I don't know if we can make the hand do this but if you could <laughs> like no one's ever gonna notice it but like we just need the characters can we just break these characters just to have the most yeah, that, rea- ridiculous that, reaction shots yeah that hand in that position only exists for like two frames yeah and it's and it's a piece of modern art but well even look at the compared to the size of his other hand which is also like half the size like <laughs> how they break and inflate characters body parts of this movie just for a joke is mm, yeah again pizza chef emote mm, love you mm-hmm. yeah so yeah <laughs> jesus christ that is i'm just gonna keep that up while we record for the rest of the episode i'm just gonna be <laughs> horrified yeah. oh anyway so she laments uh or she sits down yeah she, oh yeah, yeah she just sits down on the pier. She laments that her whole career was ruined by a lunatic on a rocket. Wait a minute. Oh. What's going on with those shoes? They're spray-on shoes, which could solve the untied shoelace epidemic. And she asks him, what are they, made out of some sort of elastic biopolymer adhesive? Uh, the shoes are shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I but do it's... like, well, she grabs his feet to look at the, the, the spray-on shoes, and it's they, 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 they never make a meal out of her or anything like that, but he is drawn on them with, like, Whiteout or something like that. He's actually drawn on laces. Yeah. Onto the shoes, too, which I thought was a cute touch. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of faded. So, but, like, he did it, like, a year ago, and they're still just kind of wearing off, but I thought it was that one. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. He's in love with her. Um, which is... She is she's nice. Smart. And she's nice. She's Sam. It's Steve! A monkey thought translator. And then she realizes he hit her with a rocket. Does she he kicked him in the face. Does it suggest that he falls for her even before she even starts nerding out about stuff? Or is it like... No, no. That's when he gets all... When she starts... Yeah, because... Okay, that... Elastic that, biopolymer adhesive. He's like... Oh! Gets yeah. anime sparkle face. Okay. Yeah, that that makes much more sense as a character that like... You know, because he meets women all the time and he's not falling over. But like, yeah, this is like... He's... He, like, this obviously there's a soul connection here because she accidentally leaks out of just how nerdy she is about all this shit, yeah. Yeah. 
But then, oh no, from out of the sky, it starts raining hamburger ingredients. And it's a, a great montage of everybody in town, like one person at a time, turning towards a camera in the sky and going, <gasps> This goes on for a little while, enough that it becomes yeah. a joke in of itself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I... it start, then it starts raining hamburgers from the super colorful sky. It is great, because just even from a technical perspective... Just that, because some of the hamburgers are falling down whole, some of them are, like, falling apart in pieces, some of them, like, explode into parts when they hit the ground, and they take care to, like, not make it too scary, because it's not like anyone gets hit by burgers, they just catch them if they want them. Like, actually from, like, this this sounds kind of weird, but from a, like, if you're directing a kid's movie, this could be kind of weirdly kind of scary if it looks like the burgers are doing damage or hurting anyone, but no, it's just received as a purely good thing, and yeah. and just... I can't imagine the research they had to have done. I would assume at some point in this movie, just just even for the shits and giggles of the 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 special feature this would make on the DVD, they must have filmed themselves throwing a bunch of food off the rooftop of a building. And yeah. I just and that 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 afternoon must have been a blast. Just like buying twenty Big Macs and just chucking them off a roof of a building. And these burgers do look. I mean, they like they did a great job of remodeling the individual burger ingredients and. Yeah, and it's, it's it's fucking great, and yeah, the mayor's walking around town. He's like catching like three burgers in a stack and eating them all, and yeah, and all it's it's great. Everyone's like loving this shit. I do. I was kind of surprised they never had a gag where like there's a vegetarian being freaked out by any of this or anything like that. But mm. Maybe that's a plot of the plot point of the sequel or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. you There's think just... at, you think at some point they would have had a rating tofu just to, to sate those people, but yeah. Yep, and it's just, it's raining steamed hams everywhere. Steamed, exactly. This time of year? Actually, this time of year it actually is, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good Surprise somebody, I'm, I mean, I haven't searched yet, but I'm I, at some point somebody will probably do a steamed ham, but it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And yeah, and it, they haven't, yeah, just because they'll, it'll happen now, just because you said that and put that out in the ether. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone will think of that, like, as we're recording, it'll be done by, like, you know, the time we publish this in two days, but, yeah. So, uh, he's like, hey, aren't you a weather girl? And, oh, yeah, she should report on that. Uh, so oh, she's yeah, and then re- she has to go rustle up with... Does the does the videographer, does her camera guy have a name? Uh, Manny. Manny, yeah, she has to go rustle up Manny, and they, yeah, they start yeah, broadcasting. and she does some, some sardine puns and some hamburger puns. <laughs> her and- puns are pretty great, and horrible yeah. dad joke kind of way yeah. she's like oh hey, this meteor for... isn't meaty something oh fuck yeah yeah <laughs> again with me actually trying to explain the joke he's just gonna mangle it but yeah mm-hmm. and for, for a town that's all about sardines this shit is manna from heaven yo yeah and there's somebody somebody in the background goes this tastes significantly better than sardines <laughs> Oh god, yeah, no, they're like the yeah, irony in a kid's film is always appreciated, especially when it's well done. Like, no, nah, it's not even irony. It's just again, yeah, the character's just 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 saying what the point of the scene is as a comic little little fucking cherry on top of everything else. Yeah, yeah. She uh, announces that Flynn is the one that caused it to happen, and now everybody wants it to happen again. So, uh... Yeah, so I guess he could have gotten off scot free and just let that be the one burger thing, and I guess the the machine wouldn't have gone out of control if he hadn't given into the uh, to the population and done more stuff yeah yeah presumably it would have just been this one burger storm and that would have been the end of the story but yeah mm-hmm. so he he takes off to his labs but uh his father is there blocking his way he has to look at his dad in the <laughs> eye 
and say he's got everything under control and it won't end in disaster. This is great on on a couple different fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, the horror of seeing his dad's eyes when he actually lifts that <laughs> eyebrow. The fact that he physically cannot lie until he kind of browbeats himself into barely mouthing the words that this will not be a catastrophe to his dad. Mm. And just, oh, my, it's just fucking great. It's, it's, again, just great animation, great timing, just... Uh, and just, the, the the design of the dad and his eyes is also just so weird because he's got these two tiny pokey little eyes that are way too far apart. So he looks like a, a weirdo space alien or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 one of the centerpieces of the film. It's a, it's a great moment. You know? yeah, he takes Sam up to into his lab and tells her the machine works by sucking in water and spitting out food. And she says in some smart ways that that's why he shot it in the sky, so it could suck up water from the clouds and make that food. But then yeah, she dumbs it, it down. Is, it, is, it is a great moment where she completely uh, reverse engineers how he made all this stuff happen. And she's that yeah. smart. Like, she, yeah. she's as smart as he is. Just, she's never been, he's just never been stuck in a dead end job like she has as, as being an intern at the, mm-hmm. the news station, I guess. But yeah. He says he can make any food that they want, even Jello, which is her favorite. Peanut butter, too? No. No thanks. She has a big peanut butter allergy, and he mm. says he does too. It's obviously a lie. Which so. I was—that's another thing I was kind of wondering about. Even going to this movie, like, do you make a plot point out of the fact, or like, not even a plot point, make a joke out of the, like, some of this food is going to be allergic to some people, or vice versa. Yeah, um, when all that giant shrimp is raining down, so hope nobody's got a exactly, shrimp allergy. That. Yeah, and I do like that. I th- I, th- I thought it was just going to be a joke, but I didn't realize it's going to be a plot, an actual plot point in the film, which actually does not barely even actually a plot point a little bit. It's just an excuse as to why they need to get the girl out of the dangerous situation at the end. But yeah, yeah. so uh, and what what is the machine called? It's the Flint Lockwood. Dynamic super mutating dynamic food replicator. Yeah. Or for short, what is it called for short, Bill? The Flushnerfer. Fiddlesnerfer. It's one of those things where. Dustlemedifriter. The fact that they make a meal out of that too is. is I I love his face on the. The fur. Yeah. The middle one. Um, so. Well, watching this movie, uh, like the 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 wannabe filmmaker in me is already kind of like jumping ahead to like, okay, what's the cute name from the machine gonna be? Because they're gonna have to say this name of this machine a thousand times in this movie, and like, what's it like? What's gonna, what's the cute acronym gonna be? And I, of course, then they take the opportunity to take that and turn it into a the joke where it's just the flirt, and the yeah, they even they even drive it home even more by having the guy explain it. Exactly how we how we pronounces the component parts of each. Yeah, just ah, yeah, mm-hmm. these. Hmm, I like these guys. Good yep. movie makers. Now um, he's gonna make some food, but he has to distract them at first because he hasn't figured he he doesn't have a way to set up to talk to the machine in the sky. Oh, that's so right. He, yeah. Well, because this was all just a mistake, so it's not like he has a situation. Yeah. yeah he doesn't have this nailed down yet. Exactly how you would make this a long term thing where you could just order food. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to distract them, and he does so with a internet cat video <laughs> that is an animated gif of a cat video of a cat singing "Fight the Power." Fight the power. Now this, this, I mean, this is a little bit like the. I mean, this is a, a slightly similar to the cat poster joke from a Lego movie. But the fact that they're willing to drop in, and there's a little bit of thing of like a little bit of footage of 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 a dog in a field later on in this movie too, which also kind of like. 
uh, suggest something that happens later on in the Lego movie. But yeah, just the fucking <laughs> the fact that it's just a cardboard cat DJing to mm-hmm. public enemies fight the power. And like, I thought the fight the power thing might become like a plot point later too. No, it's just the, what's the most ridiculous song shout out you could have in the middle of a children's movie would be a fucking public enemy song. Yeah. And that gives him time to build it for like three hours when she says, I can't believe I've been watching oh, yeah. for three hours. <laughs> I did like that too, yeah. So uh, he, he eventually finishes and asks her what she wants for breakfast. Steve wants gummy bears, but no, we know how he gets around gummy bears. Mm-hmm. So how about eggs, toast, and bacon? Uh, they say that stuff together, and he goes in for a kiss, but uh, no, that no, good. no kiss, no yeah. kiss. Oh, no yeah, that's right, no kiss, yeah. To the computer. Uh, uh, it's safe, he knows it's safe, because he has a dangerometer meter that will let him know if the feud will overmutate, but that'll never happen. Yeah. Which, oh, I think it's, that's gonna happen. It's a good you get a you both get a plot device there and a joke at the same time, and then again it's like the joke is kind of like half making fun of how simple this plot device is, and they're just like how simple this like telling the this method of telling the audience of how bad the situation is getting, like kind of make a joke of it of itself is just again it's it's yeah you know, hmm. it's clever. Mm-hmm. And now food's raining from the sky. Yeah, and the mayor tells Flint. Later, the Flint's gonna keep making the food. The weather girl's gonna keep reporting on it. Uh, he took out a huge interest loan and will change the whole shitty town into a new mecca for tourists. All Flint has to do is keep making that food, and everybody will love him. And the mayor is also eating nonstop. He's still skinny. He hasn't fattened up yet or anything like that. Yeah. But he's still just gobbling everything because it's only been like a day since all this stuff started. Yeah. Um, so now, so now, uh, Flint keeps filling people's requests becoming more and more famous. No need to worry about leftovers with Flint's invention, the Out of Cider, which catapults leftover food out of sight and therefore out of mind. Well, I love, yeah, just catapulting it to the other end of the island, which yeah. I I was kind of waiting, when, when that started, I was like, okay, well, this is this movie eventually going to turn into like a metaphor for uh, climate change, the denial and stuff like that, which you could read it as that later on in the film. Hmm. But no, right here, it's just a dumb joke of just like, hey, we'll just scoop the food and throw it at the other end of the and who gives a shit. Yeah, we're not going to yep. actually worry about the repercussions of this. We'll just get rid of it and not worry about it yeah. until later. The montage <laughs> of shit falling from the sky. And, this, is the, yeah, this, uh, this is the centerpiece part of the movie where if you're going to make a movie called The Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, this is pretty much what you paid to see. Where it's like, yeah, yeah ten minutes just raining and food. This, the town getting reamped and a store selling mouth funnels so you just hold your head up and the food <laughs> yeah. falls right in the funnel. Yeah, no, it's kind of like there's like, yeah, stores that just sell bibs. Mm-hmm. Just dumb shit like that, yeah. It's pretty- your and name it is- engraved in a banana. Yeah, and they do the thing where like, little, you'll see like a, like a, uh, like, like a little like empty shop uh, or like shop that you know used to sell some kind of sardine related thing, and suddenly like literally the page on the screen turns, and suddenly it's all bright and colorful, and they're selling some kind yeah. of like, yeah new gag like the funnels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and also, the mayor is now super fat. He yeah he's he he's fa- he he is fat. He is, yes. I don't think he's quite because he essentially has like no he's not super duper fat but he's he's, fat, he's pretty fat yeah because mm-hmm. he's yeah there's normal mayor and there's like fat mayor and then there's like fucking job of the hut mayor later on mm-hmm. but yeah he's not quite that point but yeah which uh considering man the, the, that that dude's got a fucking crazy metabolism crazy bad metabolism considering the whole movie <laughs> only takes place over the course of like a month because like yeah well, when he, he when he approaches Flint he's like okay by the end of the month we we, we went out reopen the city and yeah it's like it's like a food uh well uh, he he was 
shoveling three whole hamburgers into his mouth at once. There's a part, yeah, exactly. There's a part during the breakfast storm uh, that we were just talking about where he's just parked in front of a uh, a water drain uh, mm-hmm. off off the off the roof of a building, and like like entire just gallons of bacon are just shooting down his gullet. <laughs> it's fucking mm-hmm. great, yeah. There's also another part where he eats a, a giant hot dog whole. Which, this guy's got food issues. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, Flint goes to see his dad at the sardine shop. Uh, and his dad mentions he could really use Flint's help around the shop. But Flint's working with the mayor now and doesn't have time. Yeah. So town's grand reopenings in a week. So, he goes off and his dad is sad. Which, his sad, dad, sad, I guess, sad. is the one person who's decided to hang on to the whole sardine theme of the town. Yeah. He's kept the shop open, he hasn't made any changes, and I'm kind of surprised to even suggest that, like, Flint Lockhart would come in and just, what are they gonna do? Like, he's lucky his shop's even open, much less, like, do you really, is there really that many people that he needs, like, help selling sardines? Well, nah. with everything that's going on in the town? I know that's not the point of the scene or anything like that, but it's like, Dad, come on. Yeah. Yeah. At Flint's lab... Earl, aka Mr. T, shows up hat in hand to ask Flint a favor oh, yeah. for his son's birthday. Oh. Uh, his favorite, favorite son. He loves him so much. Again, the defining characteristic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flint doesn't know about it. He's really blacked up. Plus, Earl is always super mean to him. Did you say blacked up? No, backed up. Oh, okay. For heaven's sakes, oh, Bill. Racial profiling. So, uh, he's, all he's up. like. I'm just getting a really. <laughs> Bad anti-image of what the he, hell's going on up his lab that Mr. T's just accidentally interrupting. Earl's like, yeah, I uh, know. I figured it was a long shot. He just wanted to show his son how much he loves him on his special day. You know how a father's always trying to sow appreciation for his son. I know, and he's just like, yeah. I love so, he's, he's just like again like Lord Miller just taking like what's going on with the like the con- like w- w- the, the the text between what's going on with uh, Flint Lockhart and his dad they're driving home how fucked it up with with, with Mr. T commenting on the other thing about you know how his dad's always loved the sons and can't mm-hmm. stop expressing how much they love their sons and yeah yeah so Flint feels emotions checks the machine which is barely in the danger color yeah and uh, he says Earl I got an idea so the next day is snow and ice cream happy That's birthday son yay yeah. oh. it's good uh i love the goof it's a top-down shot of the street and the ice cream snow has created uh chocolate vanilla and strawberry a neapolitan and there's kids all over the chocolate and vanilla and one kid runs into the strawberry and flops down it and says, Strawberry's my favorite. I didn't even notice that part. I was <laughs> The one <notes>. lone kid. <laughs> Which is funny because it's not like strawberry nobody, ice cream's that bad. But nobody eats it in the Neapolitan. Exactly. When presented with the good flavors, fuck that shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was totally, I would drive my family nuts. Cause when it, man, I now you know what I have not seen like a tub of Neapolitan ice cream since I was like thirteen. But that's because everybody realized this bullshit. Yeah, just get the, get a whole tub of the ice cream you want. I you know I think yeah. that's kind of a thing that families get because you know it's three different flavors. Three you know this everyone's got their favorite in this thing. Whereas if you grow up and you're just buying ice cream for yourself, you just get the flavor oh. you want. Yeah, you're there not gonna get nothing worse i'm not a huge ice cream fan but there's nothing worse than seeing a, a thing of neapolitan in, in the fridge 
fridge, opening it up, and there's nothing but fucking strawberry left. You're like, and it's well, it's just that like fuck. perfectly carved out, like yeah, that rectangle of of of, of strawberry left because nobody's like, even touched it. There's not a spoon mark in it. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the surgery there you might be have to do to like make sure that every fleck of vanilla and chocolate's gone, but the strawberries left intact is actually kind of impressive. You already had the spoon in your hand, so you uh, kind of scraped the sides off of the the uh-huh, the exactly. Yeah, to you'd to rather last, have, you'd rather no. have a bit of that chocolate goo that cho- like old chocolate ice cream oh. turns into than the fresh vanilla or the fresh strawberry ice cream that's sitting oh right shit. There, your face. There's another box in here. Maybe that one. Oh, this no. one is just strawberry, but it's freezer burn. If you're Fuck. really lazy, yeah, you end up with like three boxes of just vanilla <laughs> strawberry <laughs> ice cream wedges. And, like, what are we doing with this, Christ? Oh my god. Uh, now, um, man, actually, yeah, yeah um, hmm, now, no. <laughs> the nostalgic fruit, yeah, do you pull the ice cream? But yeah, anyway. So Earl tells his son how much he loves him. Flint looks on wistfully, and Sam comes up to him. I, I, this is, a, I think, it's the only time it happens in the movie where people come up to talk to him, and he starts making striking karate poses when they surprise him. By oh, what Earl does? Hello, when she, when Sam comes up and talks okay, to him. Okay, yeah. Which and makes sense for the character. She says so, like, something, and he makes a joke pun, and he does this off-character animation where he la- puts his hand on his hips and like laughs to the sky. Man, I must have been. I don't know if you noticed that, I mean, but I'm, it's a great moment because it's, or something like that, it's yeah. a completely off-character. Huh. It looks very two D. I was more focused on how the ice cream was being modeled, especially when people run through it, because ice cream must be a really weird thing because. If it's super cold and right out of the box, it's going to be kind of like a little bit like mashed potatoes. But if you're going to mm-hmm. have people running through and stuff, that kind of suggests it would be wetter and more melty and stuff. Like like ice cream, it, like it exists in a couple different states. And to model yes. it successfully in a movie like that, that must have been one of the more tricky things to model. Because, yeah, it melts so quickly and it's just kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, Sam tells him how great everything is. And then a kid asks him if he wants the snowball fight, but... He's never snowball fire before. Is, is there a scoring system, or is it to the death? I and thought this was Sam- a little weird because I was like, "Why would like is this a is this a commenting on the fact that there's never any like snow in town?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess this, this is like highlighting how Flint's never been a social yeah. kid, and uh, that was yeah. more of it." But like, yeah. So 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 Sam just tells him, "Just join in." Even Steve is throwing chocolate snowballs. Oh. This is the most <laughs> This is the most ki- like yeah like like 21st century kids movie joke of like oh it's monkey poop boo <laughs> Yeah it's yeah. not a bad joke or anything like that I like, most, I like it I like oh, I could see that uh, being a You trailer. and I two of the most juvenile motherfuckers Oh yeah but I'm just Can't picturing besmirch. more of a context of a, like a movie trailer with like the record scratch. Like that's not chocolate okay. ice cream. Yeah, scratch. Yeah. But usually you wouldn't see the monkey actually throwing the chocolate. Yeah, it's that, yeah. In yeah. this, they show him picking <laughs> up and flinging the chocolate. Well, snowballs. and also the characters do react exactly as they should. Where it's more just like uncomfortable, just like oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of a yeah, a fucking Patty and Selma shudder there. Yep. So she tells Flint, just go for it. So he starts murdering everybody he with snowballs. He fucking kills people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, this doesn't go on for too long, but he real, he's like marching to people's houses and like mm-hmm. straight up assassinating people with these snow, ice cream snowballs. 
Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he, like, runs into the one kid's bedroom, and the daughter, he whacks so hard the face, she, like, goes flying into the corner. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, Another one, he hits her, he hits her in the head, and she, her head kind of snaps back, and then she falls to her knees. Yeah. And, like, like knocks out their murdered. mom, and it's mm-hmm. just, he doesn't get the, like, it, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's cute. It's cute and horrifying, it. like. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein's monster on the loose kind of way, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so uh, Sam reports on the ice cream and says the mayor wouldn't like to like to invite the whole world to come and take a look at the, this food haven mecca where shit rains from the sky. Yeah, he's he's chartered a whole bunch of like carnival cruise ships to bring in people from all over the world to to yeah witness the beauty that is the new i don't know if they've changed the name of the town yet but it's it's gonna be changed from what was it swallow sea swallow falls swallow falls to chew and swallow yeah yeah and also i like the fact that when she reports and like it shows different countries uh that she's reporting in she's dubbed in each one <laughs> and, exactly. And, oh, okay. and it, it, it shows it shows britain and she's dubbed with a british accent well no she says Oh, she's talking about how, because uh, the, the the thing she's talking about, she's making a joke about Payala mode because ice cream's mm-hmm. falling down from the sky, and yeah, she's dubbed into into a different language depending on what city that they they're showing the footage being shown in. Except in Britain, she says she doesn't say it, it, she doesn't say the same same line in an English accent. She just says it, it's food with ice cream on top, and it's a weird joke about how I guess maybe in England they don't use the phrase a la mode when you're talking about the ice cream on top mm. but it is just like it's it's the joke of that like she does yeah she's not speaking a different language and now she's for some reason being dubbed into an english language but <laughs> there's also like a translation joke and that i guess that maybe that's not an idiom that exists in england so instead of saying pie a la mode she just says ice cream on top which is an extra just kind of like you get two two jokes for the price of one it's great yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Again, I have taken this joke, nailed it to a table, sliced it open, and murdered the shit out of you pointing <laughs> it out, much less spending five minutes talking about why I thought it was funny, but yeah. Yeah, it's fine. That's uh, what we do. The, the comedy butchers. The Joseph yeah. Mengele's of comedy is what I am. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, uh, Flint calls Sam later on the phone to ask her on a date and to meet him in the forest. So, and that's where he shows her a giant jello mold. It's a giant orange and jiggly. Is it orange? I, I was thinking, a yellowish orange. Yeah, because like if it was orange, it's too yellow and lemony jello is nasty. Mm. Which that's one of the, my like takeaway from the scene was like, I spend the whole time going bleh. I think it's more orange. Yeah, which I maybe it's just more general, like like just like citrus flavor. It's just like yeah, mm. maybe he came up with his own version. Because well, he maybe. says he's made this giant Jello mold out of Jello that fell out of the sky. Then he remelted remelted into a giant mold that he he had made that is the size of this castle. So maybe it's a multiple mm-hmm. flavors mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. He made it for her. He pulls her into the Jello, and inside is fancy looking with arches and and. Uh, columns and a piano and shit. Yeah. And they bounce around having so much fun all day long. Eehaw, I was a eehaw. little bummed that when they first walk in, I was I was kind of expecting everything in the room to already be wiggling. And they save that mm. joke more for when like they're running actually are running around. Like he starts playing the piano and the piano starts making the most weird just like music and 
Yeah. And yeah, it turns out the statues, he's got like, which I was wondering if this was a Simpsons reference. There's a gummy Venus de Milo with her face yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. And, and a gummy uh, David with her face with on her it. With her face on it, which again, two jokes for the price of one, kind of a little bit there. But, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So she asks him, uh, oh, he asks her why she says something super smart, but then bails from it. And she asks, can you keep a secret? No. Uh, but this time, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, he is honest. He's just, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, it's a beautiful scene. They're watching the sunset from the balcony of this, like, uh, jello castle, and he's kind of taken with her, and his, his defenses are down, and he accidentally, yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't know enough to, to, to lie in that moment. So she tells him a really long time ago, she too was a nerd. She was obsessed with the weather. And all the cool, all the kids at school came up with a song about her, which wasn't even clever. Four eyes, four eyes, you need glasses to see. Kids can be Again, so cool. Again, the joke being that it's not a joke, they're just <laughs> stating what's happening, what's what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's the uh, joke. That's the, that's the joke. So, she got a new look. Nobody ever made fun of her again. Yeah. She still needs the glasses, but she never wears them. She has them with her. I'm kind of surprised they didn't hint. Maybe there is something in the movie that hints to the fact that she should be wearing glasses, but she's not. No, not really. Like, there's nothing, like, she. it's not like she ever misreads anything of her or anything up to this no. point, but, yeah. So, uh, he, he puts them on her, and I like the transition, because you can see her, you see it through her pov and he goes from a very chiseled handsome blob <laughs> yeah. to what flint actually looks like and she's like oh <laughs> and she tries what? to hide like nothing? Yeah. he's like what and she's like not nothing what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about it is yeah it is it is a, like a little bit of a step down not that he's an ugly man but he do look like a muppet um mm-hmm. but where do the glasses come are they her glasses that she pulls out of her pocket yeah. Yes. Okay, because it's one of those things where those glasses are half as big as she is, and yeah. I couldn't like yeah. I meant to rewind that and double check to see like where the uh, what what kind of weird hammer space they come out of, but yeah. Yeah. So he he makes her a jello scrunchie, which and, that's cute, and it has her pull her hair back, so now she looks like a real no nerd, quote unquote. I like the scene because it's the reverse of what they always do in these movies, where like you know there's the the nerdy girl, you know this is you know famous from like you know like the from. Uh, breakfast club and a thousand other teen mm-hmm. comedies where like you know she's all that or you know where the nerdy girl gets dressed up and she takes off the glasses and that's the improvement this is doing it in reverse where like yeah i love she she got the glasses she got the ponytail she looks like any any nerdy not even nerdy but any woman over the age of like 25 because everyone ends up needing glasses eventually and end up putting their hair in a ponytail any woman over the age of 25 who's just like at home doing work like yeah. and he's all like I do love that's the moment where he really falls for her and it's like this beautiful that's her transformation is just turning into a normal human being. Yeah. And, yeah. and he tells her that he's he's she, they think she's super beautiful. Yeah. It's cute. And they're they're about to kiss and he blows up his cheeks for some reason. I didn't like Dizzy Gillespie. The one joke of this movie I didn't quite get is maybe she's just nervous about kissing or something. He like just that, doesn't know how to kiss. He's, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Because uh, you think it's like a like maybe they reference something about him not being able to kiss earlier or like blowing up cheeks nah. or something like that, but no, he's just a weirdo. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. I always ask to read the whole script so I can um, you know the context, how the character fits into the story. You don't want to just give line readings, you want to uh, you want to give a performance. Steve! I play Steve, 
He's a monkey whom our main character Flint has outfitted with a thought translator to unleash the wisdom of animals. Steve! Gunner! Steve! Gunner and ladder. Steve! All Steve can really say are things like hungry, scared, and his own name. Which is Steve. Steve! Backwards. Steve! Dude, backwards. Steve! Okay. Do you want to try one where you, where you try to follow the direction? Eve! That's the one. I like to take uh, performance and. Um, Hungry! Infuse all of my many talents into that performance. People can tell. People can tell when you let yourself out emotionally. When, when you make it more than just being funny. When you make it poop, 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 poop. 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 Yeah, but then he gets his his phone starts going off. Flint, you have a call. Flint, Flint, you have a call. Is the mayor? <gasps> what gonna happen? What gonna happen? Uh, and we find out later that that night Flint takes his dad to a swinging club where meat falls from the sky on directly onto people's plates. Yeah, I think the name of the restaurant is called Roofless. Yeah. Uh, Brent is not allowed to get inside, but they get right past the red velvet rope. Yeah, this this delineates the fact that Flint Lockhart has now usurped Baby Brent as yeah. the number one YouTube king. Of Don't you know who I am? I'm Brr. Baby Brent. Mm-hmm. Fuck so that Flint guy. Lets, Flint lets his dad know that the mayor asked him to cut the ribbon at the town's grand reopening. Aren't you proud of me, Dad? Uh, his dad doesn't really get it. He, doesn't the steak look a little big to use? Yeah, this is Flint. the first sign that something's wrong, because, yeah, he, the steak that lands on his plate, the, on his dad's plate, the Flint Lockhart's dad's plate, is, yeah. like, fucking Flintstone-sized. Well, Flint is like, yeah, it might be a little big, but size irregularities are going to be a thing. Not every yeah, steak no, is created equal. Yeah. Uh, uh, Flint's frustrated because everybody in town loves his invention, but his dad, and he just wants his dad to be proud of him. So his dad is sad and leaves to go back to his bait shop and grind up some sardines into chum. Yeah, instead of just saying, hey, I am proud of you or anything like that, his dad's a little bit of a jerk. I don't think he means to be, but it's like, yeah. there's some point where, like, 
just being older and withdrawn also just comes to like you're kind of like damaging your son here a little bit you know Clint's walking home when he's almost crushed by a very large hot dog. Uh, his machine is making the food too big. The dangerometry eater is in the yellow. He doesn't know what to do. But the mayor does, who is now in full rascal mode. Oh, yeah. he Somehow the mayor, despite the only way to get up to Flint's abode, his lab... Mm-hmm. Is like the super like like you have to go into a porta potty and you have to go up through like a like essentially a straw a crazy yeah. straw to get up there. He somehow snuck up there and is, yeah he's got the <laughs> well, rascal. Flint, yeah, Flint even says, "How'd you get in here?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe I didn't even notice that, but yeah, he's like eight hundred pounds and he's also yeah. twelve feet tall now because his butt mm-hmm. is so big. Like it's like yeah. Yeah. Oh. He he isn't he isn't so much riding the rascal as the rascal has become part of him. <laughs> Handlebars are buried in his belly, and his feet barely <laughs> even touch the ground. Like he's just like his legs are like sticking out like little like cow teats on either side of his orb orb body. I yeah. would totally buy like a vinyl statue of Fat Mayor. Fat Mayor is great. It's still voiced by Bruce Campbell too, which even makes it better. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that they didn't try to make give him the fat voice because they could have like pluffed up his cheeks and like Bruce Campbell would have been like, "A brain eater make me a brother." But like he's just still Bruce Campbell, but he's just half a ton of Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. now. Yeah, is this? I can't remember because he's he's fat and gross, and so what he sees. Is this the one where he's like eating food as he's talking to Flint, and it's all gross? This is definitely, I think, towards the end of the scene because like he swallows. Yeah, because he swallows all. Yeah, because he says like, I, yeah, Flint's talking about how this food is dangerous for the town, and like yeah, he it's, swallows it's a whole hot dog. It's mutating too big. Yeah, he swallows a whole <laughs> hot dog, and he's like sucking up entire giant ice cream scoops what he says i don't see any problem with it while like the end of the hot dog he just swallowed is still kind of like half sticking out of his throat <laughs> yeah and, he's like got, yeah flint's just like got, yeah he's got mustard all around his mouth and whatnot. yeah it's just <laughs> no me gusta <laughs> oh. yeah so things are starting to go bad but the mayor thinks he should keep going he can just turn the machine off and listen to his dad who said yeah i think you should turn this off or leave it on and make everybody happy. It's his choice. Oh, this choice. is kind of like the devil on the shoulder choice. moment where, like, yeah, choice. he's just had this big choice. Not even a blow up with his dad, but his dad's not giving him any encouragement. And so there's no yeah. reason not to, to to do evil with the machine. Not that he's intentionally doing evil. But then now he's being seduced well, by the mayor and the mayor, yeah. like, Flint's thinking about it. And the mayor's like, he's on the rascal and he's like, like revolving around Flint and like coming in from one angle to the other and say, like, it's okay. Everyone will love you. It's great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Flint just wants the acceptance of his father. So he'll settle for the acceptance of the town instead. That's what I'm saying. The dad could have done all of this. If you just said like, you done good son. Now could you just stop doing this at dinner? But no, he couldn't even do that much. So yeah, Flint gets tricked by a giant 1200 pound potato man. <laughs> yeah. He says bigger is better. Yeah. Oh, wait, does he actually turn it off and, 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 and the mayor goes turns it back on? Or something no, here? No, that's later. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that, that scene ends with Flint you know, and Penel deciding to, oh, to keep going. Oh, I'm conflating the two scenes a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. The next day, thousands of tourists are arriving at the island on boats. And Sam is sitting in her weather van, and it's notices her old Doppler machine that's in there for some reason. It yeah, might be hers. Uh, it might just be a Doppler machine. In I'm one of sure, the early scenes, she talked about how when she was like 12 years old, she wanted a, like a Doppler machine 
because she was a science nerd as a kid. Yeah. And I guess she has, she did get end up getting that machine, but now it's just like collecting dust in the back of her news van or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, she turns it on and does not like what she sees. Uh, then I do like the 1984 ends. copyright on the software and she fires it up though. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, you would notice the that. Sweep. Yeah. So uh, the uh, huge mayor is showing off the various attractions there. The nacho swimming pool. Oh, yeah. Unsupervised candy kids area. <laughs> Gaze at all the leftovers behind the presumably indestructible dam. Yeah, which is now become it's like essentially leftover uh Mount Leftovers. Yeah, which watch is the sunset behind, the behind dam. Mount Leftover. Yeah, and the dam's already like, like looming threateningly over to the town. Which mm-hmm. I guess they've just built this dam in the last, you know, like three weeks or whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh the mayor's essentially become the mayor from Jaws, where he's obviously got all these problems that are going to bite him in the ass in about five five minutes, but he's just willfully ignoring all of them. But yeah. Yeah. So Sam tries to show Flint that shit she figured out the Doppler and his bad things are gonna happen, but he won't have it. People finally like him. Why can't she just be happy for him? She should go do the weather or something. Jeez. Why are you gonna take your anger out on poor Sam? This is the end of second act. Everything's at their darkest. Maybe not the darkest, but this is definitely... This is is the thing in every kid's film where the hero has to be a dick. Yeah. Because now he's got a taste of success. I usually hate that in kids' films. It's not yeah. that bad. They don't lean one. on it too hard in this movie. He's just he just he just wants to make like he he's not like the, the the worst thing he does in this movie is be he's addicted to Sam Sparks here a little bit, but like it's yeah, they don't lean into it where like he goes totally off the deep end and has to be dragged back. He's just yeah, you know, yeah. That's one of the, the reasons I like Tangle so much because it doesn't have that oh everybody hates me now thing. Yeah, she knows that she knows Flint Rider's an asshole right from the start. Mm-hmm. So when it turns out he's an asshole, it's not that bad. Does Frozen have that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I the only time I really watched Frozen was when I was babysitting my niece, and she was. I like the only reading. reason I bring that up because everyone just like whenever we talk about Tangled, it's always like in conjunction how. I mean, the whole, how much better whole, or worse than it is than, than Frozen. The whole but, yeah. story is kind of based off everybody hates me. <laughs> I'm just gonna go eat some worms. Yeah, it is kind of yeah. yeah. Although she does have lethal magic powers, like it is, the, like it's not totally self-soaking, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I can freeze. So Flint, oh, Flint, I made it rain ice cream. I'm gonna go. Flint is man anyway, into Sam, yeah. so she goes away, and he goes out on stage, and everybody cheers for him and love him. And they take the, the giant golden scissors away from Baby Brent, who baby runs Brent off crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I didn't get that because he's a baby. He's acting like a. Oh yeah. Flink is ready to cut the ribbon, which he does. But then suddenly an evil wind blows. Woo. As if on cue. She's Steve the monkey shouts, danger, danger. And oh no, there's a spaghetti and meatball tornado. <gasps> oh, which actually looks really great. I love how like there's a bunch of loose strands of spaghetti that fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. A bunch of big giant strands of spaghetti, and then they kind of like whirlwind up into a tornado, and it turns into a twister of meatballs, and it's just, it looks great. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Flint looks over at Sam, and she's like, stares daggers at him and leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah justifiably yeah, so. Yeah. You fuckhead. So he can turn it off, and he starts running home to his lab, sucked up into the tornado. And this this kind of confused me, because I forgot happens. that like... I guess the like the the interface that he uses to control the machine is just 
like he's got the radar dish that like looks out of through like a sky roof in his lab that mm-hmm. can, like connects wirelessly to the machine that's still up in the clouds because uh, for some reason I was I, I forgot about that like at, the, at this point in the film I was like oh okay so he has no direct line to the machine yeah. um yeah so it's like a satellite essentially yeah he eventually falls out of the tornado and gets to his lab and uh Sam tries reporting on it but Al Roker is like the weather guy at the studio is like what you know look at you you're a nerd we're not gonna listen to you they, they turn off her report yeah which it, you think no it's a fucking spaghetti storm like it's that's a little ridiculous to think they would be like huh, huh, yeah sure whatever it's raining spaghetti we're in this town that we've we're you're only still there's because we want you reporting on the food weather but yeah yeah uh, at the lab, the mayor is ordering food. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, that's what? Right. Yeah, what? The mayor's Some, just is like, something wrong? Yeah, he spent the last ten minutes just like, what, programming like a Las Vegas buffet into the machine? Yeah, he's like, I've been ordering food up here, and now I'm leaving. Goodbye. And <laughs> yeah, Flint, goes to, <laughs> Flint goes to turn off the machine, and then he's like, I'm back! And like puts Flint in a chokehold. Well, he puts Flint in a chokehold because there was a moment there I was like, okay, wait, the mayor's arms are way too short to put anyone in a chokehold. How did he do that? I rewound it he turns out he's got a giant shrimp that he uses oh, to, yeah. give, to, to apply the chokehold with it which th- that was great yeah yeah uh so what is the so flint tries to turn off mayor stops him they have a very quick battle where uh what is what does the mayor say he throws a radish at him oh he, he says i've got you beat Oh, yeah, and Flint's like, that's a radish! He does that while he's, like, doing, like, this Matrix jumps. Well, there's this whole thing about how there's a big shiny red button that can turn off the machine uh, uh, remotely that, Mm -hmm. like, that Flint's trying to get to, that the mayor's trying to keep him from getting to, and, yeah, I guess the mayor's throwing the beat at the button to destroy it. It's a radish. Yeah, or the radish. (laughs) Just because I'm the fat guy (laughs) and call it a beat, and you've done it correctly. (laughs) Well, yeah, so, but, like, uh... Flint pushes um, the button, but the does, electronic single doesn't reach the thing before it blows up. Which is a clever because callback, because when you first started it. out the machine, they made a meal out of the fact that, like, they showed that, like, the electrons have to travel from the, the from the activation button to the machine in order to do his job. Now they show that again, that, like, yeah, just because he hit the button, there still means there's, like, a second window yeah. that the machine still, yeah, that's all, yeah, I thought it was. So Flint, Flint asks the mayor, what did you order? Or you can eat Vegas-style buffet. Aw, shit. Oh, no! Oh, no! (laughs) So the machine's becoming encased in food, and the clouds are getting evil-looking. Yeah. And, uh... It's really the clouds are. It's not it, the clouds are actually turning into food shapes. It's not just mm-hmm. food falling out of the sky, but like I do like the clouds are turning like dark and bruised and purple and like they look like chicken legs and shit. Yeah. And, oh no, uh, Carl, aka Mr. T or Earl, not Carl. Earl, yeah. Earl, his his kids. Uh, something's wrong with him. Oh, is anybody a doctor? They, this a doctor. goes on just long enough. You think that they, there's actually is something like actually like life maybe th- badly wrong with the kid. Because yeah, yeah, Earl comes wandering back into the main town square. Like, oh my kid, he's not waking up. It's terrible. I don't know what to so, do. And it is kind of like a cam- moment of like, oh shit, maybe shit just got real. <laughs> Sam's cameraman was a doctor. At least he was in Guatemala. He came here for a better life. Some tr- fool trick on me, huh? 
So he's I in love food. that too. It's just a little comment, a commentary on immigration and, and and all the the rich bounty that America has to offer immigrants. Where yeah. you could be a rocket scientist genius in your home country, and now you're here just being a fucking underpaid cameraman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's in a food coma. He needs a celery stat. A food coma. <laughs> He just snaps the celery above his head and that wakes him up. I do, yeah. Just the snap of the celery. They don't have to apply it or even get him to eat a vegetable. It's just, yeah, that's enough to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not over yet. Sam starts broadcasting and uh, says that the storm's going to spread across the entire globe, starting in London and moving on to (laughs) Paris. Again, there's a couple jokes buried here about how somehow this storm is going to start in New York. They then hit London next, then mm-hmm. China, and then Britain. Yeah. Well, um, I, 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 there's also another joke that I like in that scene, where it's like, it's going to hit New York, and it shows New York, and everybody's like, <gasps> and then it's going to hit Paris, and everybody in Paris is like, <gasps> and then it says, and it's going to hit China, and it shows London, and one guy goes, <gasps> <laughs> one Chinese guy gasps. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and well, there's something like that. Uh, yeah, the, the, they keep on, <laughs> London is a weird punchline in this movie a couple times over, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Flint's dad uh, finds Flint in the backyard in a barrel because he's junk. He threw himself away because his inventions are junk. Spray on shoes are junk. This is junk. He holds up the can that has spray shoes in it. It's oh, junk. okay. That this okay. thing's junk. And I'm that's junk. keeping that can of spray on shoes in play because that becomes the yeah. you know, plot point at the end of the film. I must yeah. have missed that. I must have been typing notes or something because I was surprised he still had that can in his pocket from when he was mm. a kid. Anyway, yeah. He just kept that in his coat pocket for 30 years, but okay, at least that sets up he still has that on him. Yeah. Okay. So his his dad says, "When it rains, son, you put on a raincoat." And I don't know why he sounds like McGruff the Crime Dog, but that's what we're well, gonna go with. That's kind of what. Yeah, you're not entirely off base by saying that, but yeah. And he says, "You know, I don't understand fishing metaphor." Oh, but it's his lab coat. <gasps> his dad oh. believing in him. Yay! So yeah, and his dad the- pretty much says, "Yeah, it says yeah, your mom believed in you. Here's your lab coat, and yeah, yeah. suddenly Flint's got his mojo back." So Flint uh, gets a flash drive he needs and goes to his lab to make flying car number two. Now with wings. I love it's just number two. Not even Mark II or anything like that, but like a movie nah. sequel. Yeah, flying car two. Giant foods raining from the sky. People are running around and it is great. running like down this- the street. And one guy's like, I had a weird dream like this once. <laughs> There's a, a giant pancake, or is it a pancake that squashes the school? The kids are like, "Yay, no school!" Yeah. And yeah, there's also is... a guy who's just running around who loudly pronounces, "I have a macaroni on my head." <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. which there's no reason why he couldn't take it off, but he still has it on at the end of the film. But you know. yeah, Flint goes to the middle of the town in his flying car too, and lets the people know he has a plan. He's got a flash drive that he's going to fly up to the machine and put it in, and it'll, it'll kill the machine. Uh, he's sorry for everybody, especially Sam. He's going to make it right. But then the mayor rolls by on his rascal suitor and says, it's all his fault. So they charge him. Let's rock his car back and forth. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's state yep. the thing that's happening, yeah. Yep. And then Earl sh- Earl's butt shows up in the camera and clenches. Uh, he jumps onto the car. Oh, that's the scene. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's great. Because yeah, he just. Yeah, I love how close he is to the camera when he walks in and just. Yeah, the tight the, the the modeling of that butt clench is fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he gives a speech on how Flint may have made food, but it was made to order, and they were the ones doing the ordering. Sure, you're all mad at him. I'm mad at him too. As soon as he gets out of that car, I'm gonna <laughs> slap him in the face. I love like Flint's reaction to that. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So they're all to blame. So now let's build some boats. Because Flint says everybody get off the island while he goes up there. Yeah, I guess they just needed the townspeople to do something other than just scream and like point at the sky for like the like the whole like like last like half hour of the film. Yeah. So Sam's gonna go with Flint. He'll need somebody who can help him navigate the storm. Manny will come as well. He they'll need a co-pilot because he used to fly planes apparently. And Steve, Brit's coming too. He announces it. He's been coasting on his fame ever since he was a baby. Yeah. Maybe up there he'll find a new Brent. That is a great moment of it's simultaneously self-awareness, but also just still need that he wants to do a new act that he can continue to coast on for another 30 years after this, presumably. But yeah. 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 So they go off flying with the rat birds and everything. And they fly through some pea soup fog. And the machine is now inside, encased inside a giant meatball. Like yeah, giant, it's like a giant. football field across. It's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you says, see, you glad see, I'm it wearing a, cool... a diaper. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, again, that's almost like a trailer quality joke. Uh, I do yeah. like how you see the giant meatball, how it's like sucking in a vortex of water from the clouds above and like mm-hmm. spewing out like clouds of just gravy and turkey legs and shit out the bottom. And yeah, it's all yeah. very apocalyptic looking. Uh, pizza splits up and starts attacking them, flying at them like a that dog fight yeah. in the sky so i guess the food has now food. become sentient in, in its yeah. effort to protect the machine that's created it which i Plan guess is the, i guess that's the the what the sequel is all about about yeah. how the food has become sentient and turning into monsters well yeah they go to like an island or something that's all food based i mean it's super creative with what they do with oh the, yeah the like uh watermelon hippos or something i can't remember or watermelon the the food coming alive is very creative but fuck that it's so forgettable mm-hmm. yeah. it's such a such a downer after this movie well like i said yeah the movie by itself i'm sure is okay but like compared to what came before yeah you yeah. can't hold a candle to that you know so uh let's see uh flint almost drops the flash drive he's like man it would be a real bummer if i lost this so of course he gets smashed out of his hand and flies out the yeah one of the rat birds comes smashing through the portal window right next to his head and yeah the Flash, I've get sucked out the window. Yeah. So he calls his dad and needs a favor. All he needs is for his dad to log on to his computer and email him the key code. And his dad is... This is the other time you see his eyes because they widen at the prospect of having to get on a computer. (laughs) Oh... I th- this is also the first time I think like it's suggested that this is the first time he's ever even stepped foot in in Flint's world at all. Yeah, and so like he's completely intimidated by even the suggestion that he like yeah just do any of this stuff. But yeah, uh, Manny takes over flying the thing, which is much, much he's much better at it. Yeah, so things start going well for them. Uh, Sam I don't know and how, how chill Manny is too when he's just flying again. He's just a little little pizza pizza nose, and he's just like zipping around it. It's it's, it's yeah. great. They get right above the machine and jump in, him and Sam, and it's like, it's just a straight shot to the machine, so long as we don't get feared off course, but then fucking baby Brent slams into them. Knocks them off course, they go into like a side tunnel within the meatball. Yeah. So, uh, they're in it, we're a team! Yeah, Brent's trying to help, but god damn it, motherfucker. God damn it, Brent. And Go they back work to their your way fucking th- YouTube channel. 
Yeah, they work their way through the food caves. Uh, when Flint gets a call from his dad, he's trying to figure out how to use a computer. As was obviously written by somebody who has dealt with people who don't know how to use a computer, trying to get <laughs> use a computer. Yeah, unfortunately, this joke has not aged at all because it's someone who has no idea of like yeah. Because Flint's like, hey, I need you to go click click on this window. Uh, drag, drag the mouse. This, drag yeah, drag the, the mouse. mouse across the desktop. It's surprising that the dad even knows what the mouse is because at least when he says the mouse. He like he knows which object on the desk to look for, but everything yeah. else is a complete mystery to to him, and it's mm. all just yeah, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he sleeps, sweeps everything off the desktop, and yeah. yeah. In town, everybody's making giant bread into toast to use as boats to get across the sea. Which that's a good way to make it, you know, like you know, yeah. waterproof. That's yeah. actually smart. I mean, it wouldn't work in real life, but, you know, of course, this movie's not a documentary, so who gives a shit, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh. One, the cherry on top of Leftover Mountain just landed. <laughs> that is cute. Just the ting is enough just to set off, Leia. The dam bursts. All the leftovers mm-hmm. come crashing down. Yeah. The, the uh, city is like... Even though the city seems to be okay at the very end of the movie, it does seem to suggest that, like, at least half the town is destroyed. Yeah. Uh, w- with the uh, the dam oh, the, breaking, the, the destruction animation of like giant shrimp hitting buildings and stuff is just great. It is. You know what? I wonder how many kids got nightmares as a result of seeing this movie. Just of the right right impressionistic age, because mm, you know, as know. an adult, it's cute and funny, but it is kind of. I mean, the, the 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 guy early in the film who said he had a dream about this. This is there, there's some nightmare fuel here in terms of just like yeah, entire homes being crushed by giant shrimp and whatnot. It's mm. yeah, people being bowled over by cobs of corn and ah yeah and so, either that or some some kids have developed sexual fetishes about giant food as a result of this film one or the other yeah yeah just like any other so, other thing in the world but yeah all the leftovers could point towards the town and earl and his family barely escape in a scene that would be too exhausting to try to describe something yeah just lots of chase explosion yeah, yeah. tortilla chips being and, awesome yeah, yeah. Right, very inside. looney tunes Inside the storm, the group of three gets surrounded by giant sentient chicken carcasses. <laughs> a bunch of, like, yeah, like, giant turkey things of just a yeah. whole, like, yeah, like, several dozen cooked turkey slash chicken bodies. Yeah. One of which eats Brent. All oh, right. no! With its, with its neck hole. Yep. Also, the storm knocks over Flint's lab, like, or the, not the storm, the, uh... Oh, the, no, the, uh, the, leftover, the, the leftover the flood. Yeah, right before he's a- about to click send, so he is not able to click send. Oh no! Yep, but then so Flint is causes that when he's talking to his dad, he's like, "Oh, we're surrounded by gi- giant sentient t- chickens." I guess this is goodbye. Does but then his dad climbs out of the wreckage and clicks send. Do 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 do. Is it is it Flint saying, "I don't think we're gonna make it"? Is that what gives his dad the strength to like? Yeah, you climb out of the wreckage. I can't remember exactly maybe. how that goes down, but like, yeah, the dad does somehow finally get him get 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 out of the wreckage and does finally hit send, and Flint yeah. gets the email with the attachment. And then kabook bakabo. Oh, baby Brent bursts out of the chicken. He's not well, baby Brent anymore. He's chicken Brent. We didn't get the joke that like the attachment that like uh, the Flint's dad sent is the wrong attachment, right? Well, we'll is we'll that later? Oh, okay, I'm That's sorry. Later. I didn't mean to. That's such a it's such a funny joke. That okay, okay, okay. Shut up, Bill. So <laughs> you're the captain now. now. Chicken Brent. He saves them and fights off the chickens. <laughs> 
really weird visual again yep. actually this might be the part that turned kids on like mm. it's not furry what's a cooked furry is there some kind of like yeah like i'm sure there is oh no i don't want to think about no sexual fetish of, so stop thinking about people it. turkeys no so well, that's i mean mm. no you said you don't want to think about it so don't talk about <laughs> it so they run to a hole, and oh no, it's filled with jagged peanut brittle. Yeah, it looks really the, pretty fucking gnarly, but yeah. The candy I have always heard about, but have never seen, and have definitely never seen anybody eat. I had been to my grandparents' house once or twice, and they did have peanut brittle, and it smelled old like mothballs, <laughs> and just didn't look like anything a human being should eat, because it's just glossy, like, candy glass with yeah. peanuts in it, but it, like, looks like sharp as, like, I even touched it, and it was sharp. It, like, hurt mm. to touch. And I, which totally makes sense that you know, if you're gonna have a food-based spiky pit, yeah, I totally agree. That's a good pit, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So they never like, deal oh, no. with the idea that, like, what would have happened if there had been, like, a peanut brittle storm in town and people being impaled and massacred, but, you know. Yeah, that's probably why there wasn't one. Yeah. No. So. hey! <laughs> So, uh, she's like, oh no, peanut brittle. If either one of us touch it, we'll go to anaphylactic shock. And he's like, yeah, I was, I just said I was allergic to peanuts because, so you'd like me. And she was like, you really thought a food allergy would get me to like you? He's like, right here. Hey, human heart wants, wants, wants what it wants. It'll do stupid things to get it, yeah. So, storm is getting serious now. It's approaching New York, Paris, London. I like on the news, the weather channel that are like, the storm is hitting New York, Paris, London. It seems to be attacking all of the nation, all of the world's, uh... Major land, major cities ma- Major landmarks, yeah. and then it's gonna move on to everywhere else. Well, oh, at this point, the movie's becoming, like, a pretty good parody of disaster movies, where yeah. that, that's exactly, that's how they always show... Yeah, like that that that's how uh, calamities are spreading across the world because it's got to yeah, it's always going to be uh, the Empire State Building and the fucking uh, pyramids of Giza and mm-hmm. the Great Wall of China and yeah, did, did we get the point where there's like giant fortune cookies landing on the Great Wall of China and the fortune yeah, and says Yeah, it says you you are about to be crushed by a giant corn. <laughs> Which I do. I thought there was going to be a joke about Chinese baby corn and like the idea that it would be baby corn, but it's big, but just means that it's a normal size of corn. But no, it actually is giant <laughs> corn that rolled people. Mm. Over, but anyway, so she's lowering Flint down into the pit with a licorice rope, but she, he something slips and she regrabs the rope, and oh no, a piece of peanut brittle got lodged in her arm. Which immediately starts swelling up. I like instantly. Her arm yeah. just like puffs up to Popeye size. Then her face explodes. Mm-hmm. And she's now she's talking a gish for the rest of the scene. Like mm-hmm. she, she's like Anna Ferris doing like a little baby, baby being strangled voice. Yeah. Flint yeah. tells her she has to go get help. But she doesn't want to lose him. Because she likes him. She likes him, likes him. So he says... That's one other thing. Get- like... I do appreciate that the characters in Lord Miller movies talk like a kind of real people and also like little kids a little bit. Because instead of saying I love you, it's just like I like, I like, like you. Like, yeah, yeah no, it's cute. It's funny. You get the joke because they kind of talk about how, like, how not to say everyone when they express love for other people, just I like, like you. But, you know, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unpretentious. You're just like saying. It. I will, but yeah. So he says for Brent to get her to Manny. And it says goodbye, and bites the licorice rope in half, falling towards the machine. Yeah. 
Bren, chicken Bren grabs her and starts running for the exit. Romani's flying around, but the plane is attacked by gummy bears. Oh, no. Oh, I'm glad to see that this is a punchline that paid off in terms of the Steve action. Steve is very thing. excited. Yeah. It starts ripping gummy bears apart. Rips my the favorite, heart out of one yeah, gummy bear. My favorite bean reaches into a gummy bear's chest, pulls out its heart, holds it aloft, screams, and it eats it. Again, it's pretty a little metal. dark for a kid's movie, but that's what makes it great. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, oh. Flynn is sneaking up on the machine, <clears throat> making his own sneaky music. I thought they were going to do... do. Have you ever seen Star Trek The Motion Picture? Uh, no. It's about a, like an alien probe that goes to the other side of the galaxy and gets like improved by alien. No, it's about an, an, a, a NASA probe that gets shot out into space. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets lost for like 3,000 years and comes back like improved by alien technology. And is almost a little bit like this setup where it's come back to Earth and is threatening the planet. And like one or two people have to go into the center of its core and kind of like fuck with it. And I thought, yeah, I thought that, that that's what the joke here was going to be. But no, it's just it's just the, the machine's. Uh, is now stuck to it's inside the meatball, but now it's suspended to like a giant like milky teat that's feeding it water. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of weird. It's almost like the water tentacle from the abyss or something like that. It's really odd. Yeah. So the machine searches for him, but he's too busy. Uh, yeah, the machine's kind of like become kind of quasi sentient and kind of kind of move around at the end of this water tentacle that it's attached yeah. to. He makes a grappling hook out of like a shrimp and a licorice rope to, oh, yeah, and, yeah. to launch himself at the machine and wrap it up. And then he puts the phone in with the kill code in the machine. But it's not a kill code. It's what? fight to power. When he puts the fight phone the in, the, the, the serial port says, welcome to Moose, uh, parentheses, port. What the, did they work? Is that, isn't that a thing? Welcome to, I meant to Google that. I'm Googling it now. Welcome to What I, is that? Okay, so I that th- was a Wasn't that a movie, movie about like, yeah. Okay, that's so it. they didn't work on it, so I guess that's just a joke, just because there's a movie with the word port in it, so they just made mm-hmm. a really belabored pun. But, right. Okay, anyway. But anyway, it's it's not the kill switch, it's the cat video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oops. Fight the power, fight the power. Oh, God. Yep. I just clicked so on that picture of Flink and kicked in the eyes again. Dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll wake you up. Okay. The machine frees itself and whips around. Flint's hanging off of it and looks down at his feet, which gives him an idea. <gasps> he pulls out his spray can, his spray on shoes and sprays the machine's blowhole. Can't spew out food anymore, <laughs> it so really it explodes. Kaboos clash as he falls through the the, the food hole yeah. underneath it. Uh, Sam screams, cause Flint dead, maybe. Yeah, cause yeah, she, Manny, yeah. uh, fat guy, Logan Paul, and Monkey are all flying away and like obviously like yeah. the entire like the, the the entire center of the meatball has been just obliterated in a death star style explosion yeah. yes yes there's no way that uh fucking flint survived that thing yeah so they land back in town and everybody's happy till they see till they're sad now they're flint ain't dead he go but what's from- that <gasps> it's a massive massive mass of rat birds and they're carrying flint into town with I half of his like- hair missing and his outfit's a mess <laughs> I do like the flat. I guess the rat birds recognize their creator enough to mm. sweep in and, and and rescue him at the very end. But it's cute. Yeah, yeah. So his his dad comes up, tries to make a fishing metaphor, and Sam's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" and puts the monkey translator on him. Which I didn't which, see that coming, but that's a great way yeah. to cut through the mom <laughs> for the Flint dad bullshit. Yeah, he says he's proud of Flint, and he's super impressed, and even his mom would be proud. And when he takes this thing off. And makes a fishing metaphor. Just know that it means he loves his son. So Sam and Flint share blow up kiss 
blow up cheek kiss. Brett proclaims happily that he's a chicken, and the rappers fly to the sky. Does he say that joke? Yeah. That's a corny ass joke. <laughs> oh, okay, anyway, yeah. And, 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 and it's the end. With the mayor sinking on the sandwich boat he made and is eat, currently eating, this is not well thought out. And now it's time for a terrible ending song. Hooray, hooray. Well, at least the animation is cute because it's doing that thing where, like, yeah, a lot of, especially, like, yeah, like, the, uh, became super popular uh, within the last 10, 15 years where the kid movie uh, credits isn't just the credits, but there's cute animation of the characters running around and, like, recapping scenes from the movie and stuff like that. It's all very cute. It's all flash animated and it's pretty, but that's, that's clouded with a chance of meatballs. I love that movie. It's good. That is a pretty goddamn cute movie. There's no, like, punchline at the end of the movie or in the credits. You do see in the credits, they do suggest, like, the town is being put back together. I think, actually, the town is renamed uh, Chew and Swallow 2. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything other little tidbits from the credits that's interesting. Um, uh, they they used to spray on shoes as a roofing thing. Oh, that's his, what it was. I'm say, cause, yeah, no, yeah, the, like, uh, yeah, uh, Tim's shop has turned into something else. But, yeah, I think everything else is just... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was a cute goddamn movie. I'm glad you suggested it. Uh, definitely yeah. fit the bill of like something light, light and fun and frothy to uh, check out, which means I'm going to have to counteract that by my next episode's going to be have to like have to be the assassination of Jesse no, James or something like that. You don't have to counteract that, no. I'm not sad. I just keep, it, keep it light and happy and frothy. Yeah, we'll just frothy. do. I can't think of another child t- kid children's film that I care about that I want to see sometime. Boop, 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 boop. I want you to see Rango. Oh, you know what? Someone else was talking about Rango. Oh, yeah, my friend Lucy was here a couple days ago, and she was ta- freaking out about Rango. And that I want to see that someday, because that is um, the one CGI movie that Industrial Light Magic did. You know, they're just the special mm. effects for them, and I've always heard good things about that movie, despite the fact that it stars Johnny... It d- does star Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, but he's a voicing it, so you don't oh, exactly, really notice yeah, it, Johnny but, Depp. Yeah, the Rango's, yeah, I, so as a result of that, I've already put that on my list. Not to say that's what yeah. I'm going to be doing next, but um, yeah. But yeah, I tried I've... to even look up uh, trivia. Uh, that could have been a smooth transition to what you're talking about next, but yeah, if we skip the that's part, the, 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 I tried to find trivia in this movie, and other than the fact there was like another pair of brothers, or there was a pair of brothers who were supposed to direct, direct this movie first, and they fell through, and so Phil Lord mm. and Chris Miller stepped in, and this, yeah, this really started their cinematic career. Um, but yeah, there's no trivia other than just like the Wilhelm scream is at one minute and 34 seconds mm. into the film. That is all I know about Gladiator with a Chance of yeah. Falls. It's a great movie. It's good. Well, what are you doing next? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yay! We're going to talk Yay. about this. We're going to do. Oh, man. I don't even know what I could suggest to make you watch. Uh, do you have any inkling out. for anything? Is this something you want to talk about or we'll just worry about it later? No, we'll just worry about it later because I, I, I don't know right now. And. Okay, that's fine. Life is happening around This is me. exactly the situation I was in last week, too, where I yeah. was like, I don't know, I have a bunch of ideas, but I can't settle on. Nothing sounds good, especially in a week in advance. Uh, so it's never a bad idea to, like, the night before we have to record, you go, I think I'm going to do this, what you feel like you're in the mood for. So, yeah, as long as you let me know by this weekend what you want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got some ideas. I'll just, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and like I said, with, with you having a kid and stuff, you, it's it's you know it's more up to your time and temperament and how you feel and yeah, you're 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 more in a much more of a sticky situation than I am, where mm-hmm, I can just watch just, anything. Yep, yeah, well, you're just busy building your tiny little book houses. Yeah, 
God, it turned out so beautiful. Look up my Twitter feed for little pictures of my little yeah. psych, psych, psychopathic dollhouse that I built. You look at them, him on Twitter, or muttering on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tiny Podcast at Twitter. TinyPodcast.com. Get us out there. Tell us people about us. We're Please. thankful for your listening to our words that vomit out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like Mr. T's son threw up all over his shoulder in this movie. That's what we're doing to your ears. Yeah. The dogs are barking in the background, signifying that my wife is home, and I gotta help on little groceries. That is perfect perfect, timing. Perfect time. Yay! We are so smart. S-M-R-T. S-M-R-T. We are so smart. Okay. Alright, so until next time, fill your pop culture holes with delicious, delicious steamed hams, everybody. Plug them up. Goodbye. Okay, take care, guys. Goodbye.